0: well should we go ahead and get started
1: sure we can go ahead and get started uh my name is daniel B. smith and this is not the the regular meeting of the lawrence colchard's commission but our january retreat um it is a little bit past three o'clock um we do not currently have a quorum um but the we'll, we'll see if anybody else shows up um but if we don't if we don't have a quorum we'll um, just focus on the discussion aspect of this meeting. This meeting is two hours. Um, should be a little bit longer than a normal one and should be should be a little bit more free form. So keep that in mind, but I, I will still start things off with the roll call. So uh, if you could say hello or hi or anything, uh, when I, I call your name, that would be great. Starting with Marlo. I did not see Marlo hey and Denise. Yeah. Uh, and then Mary. <laughs>
2: I'm here. I'm going to be in and out because I'm at the theater and we have a show this afternoon.
1: So, All right. Understood. Thanks for being here. And then we have Dina. I'm here. And Marciana. Uh, present. And then Rebecca, who does not appear to, to have logged on yet. Um, and then Jill, who we have not seen, and Tim, who we have not seen. Um, I will... Go ahead and start things off by saying that um, I know that, you know, Denise was not able to follow up with a subcommittee meeting. We're we're trying to plan a subcommittee meeting a while back, and and she wasn't able to attend that. Um, She's had some health issues. um, And because of that, you know, she's had to, you know, back away a little bit. And she did let me know that because those health issues are continuing, she's just going to step off the, the commission Entirely, I let her know that if that resolves, you know, she's always welcome to resume her her term. Or actually, I don't know specifically how that worked, but but she'd be welcome back. But I did want to convey that. So she's the only absence that I was expecting. I knew that she wasn't feeling up to to making it um, tonight. Um, but did, uh, we, oh, did a ahead. notice
2: did a notice of this meeting go out? Because I did not get one.
1: Oh, mm-hmm.
3: I did. I sent one on Friday. It was later than normal. I didn't get it either. Isn't that okay. odd? Yeah, yeah I was almost going to contact you, but mm-hmm. since we had that conversation a couple weeks ago, I knew it was yeah today, and I saw mm-hmm. online the location, but but it didn't come to me either. So then I'm wondering if it it just didn't go through.
1: Um, I definitely did receive the, okay. the notice yeah, you sent. I did. I did. I did. I,
2: I got it through the regular city newsletter, but not mm-hmm. a notice from this group.
0: Yeah, that is bizarre. I'll, I'll double check on that. And perhaps that's part of why we have a smaller crew today. Um,
1: which isn't necessarily the worst thing. We do have an agenda for today, um, which I will try and follow. But at the same time, this is meant to be more of a discussion of some like broader issues and, and uh, challenges and opportunities and things like that. Um, we do, as always, have an opportunity for public comment, though. So if there's anybody here who I haven't somehow haven't noticed who's interested in giving public comment, Please let us know. Um,
0: Nobody on Zoom.
1: But if not, we can move on to uh, new business and and generally just kind of discussing and reviewing some of the stuff from this past year and some of the stuff that we, we want to try and tackle. Um, first up on the new business, however, is electing uh, officers, which without a quorum is not actually something we would be able to do. Um, but I will point out that in addition to electing chairs, secretary, Vice Chair, I don't think we've ever. I don't know if you've ever had a secretary position it specifically.
0: Says in it says all in the, the bylaws that we have a secretary, but I don't think
1: it's ever actually been uh a...
0: Yeah, I mean, we can talk about roles if that's something that we need yeah. to look at. But it's. I feel like you guys have been operating just fine with
1: chair yeah. and vice.
2: I I think Jill Jill was the secretary. Jill okay. Jordan Jordan was secretary. Oh, okay. oh, you're you're so right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, always there's always been a secretary. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I need to read up a little bit more on what secretary duties are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I did not overlap with Jordan at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and considering the lack of a quorum tonight, I think that we can discuss some of these things in, in abstract and yeah. decide kind of how we might want to proceed and then actually hammer out the. The, the work um and another time i will mention though that because denise is having to step away mm-hmm. uh, denise was our representative on the tgt advisory board yes um so we would also need somebody else who would, would be interested in filling that position so um things to consider but yeah as as i said we can unless somebody else shows up we can't actually um uh, you know nail anything these things down Um, so do we want to just move on to the budget review and kind of pull out the budget and and take a look at that? And, you know, we've talked, we've talked to the budget, a number of meetings previously, but I think looking at it again. Might be some new, yeah, wrinkles or
0: I don't. I don't have it as of tonight. It's not. Uh, it's not changed. Um, I have been working through the quarter one budget adjustment with Jeremy and finance, and it's all ready to go. It's all good. He has it. Um, I emailed him on Friday, and he's just waiting for some details from um, MSO, and then it's going to go through. Um, so we have every reason to believe that. Uh, it's it's moving but I was hoping that we would have um some answers today that was my goal um but there there's something holding it up in MSO but he told me uh you know it's just one more thing and then he's going to submit it um and that's my update there I've been pushing this along since the fall and um as soon as I have information I will let you guys know um, as that will definitely give us uh, something to touch base on I know that something that we really wanted to do at this was figure out where we wanted those extra funds to go um, and i i don't have the numbers currently yet uh, but it, it should be happening very soon yeah and i'd be happy to take questions on it it's not a process that i'm uber familiar with but i can always ask questions um, but yeah it's sort of it's still happening guys i promise <laughs> yeah.
1: does, does anybody have so, any
2: questions I, I have a question just on a sort of peripheral budget. So we did the uh the call for community arts mm-hmm. grants based on what we thought the projected budget was going to be, correct? Yes. Yes. So where are we in that process right now? Are those grants under review? Are they they shelved? Are they on hold?
1: Where, where are we
2: with that?
0: Yeah, I would say they're shelved for now. Um, I haven't uh, made any progress on. Um, I've, I've the uh, applicants know that we are in the process of review. That's where they stand with us um i was hoping to have a little bit more information by this time regarding the budget um so i i definitely think that they're shelved uh for now that's i don't like that word but until until when though this uh jeremy made it sound like next week
2: okay um and it's not it's not like months away
0: (laughs) no it's he's got his budget quarter one budget uh ready to to go whatever stage in the process that is. I'm not sure. Um, but he was waiting on some details from from MSO. And um, yeah, so it should be coming. That's what I've been told. <laughs> and and I'm as anxious as you are, I promise. And I'll, I'll let you know. Okay, I appreciate that,
2: Abby. Yeah. I just didn't know where, if it meant that, that maybe we weren't going to get all that funding or just, you know, kind of where we were. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I have every reason to believe that it's going smoothly. Nobody's told me
2: otherwise. So. Okay, I'm going to need to step away for about 10 minutes for intermission here and then I'll be back. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> um,
1: so some of the stuff on the, that is on the agenda is, is relatively important, like basic stuff. So I wonder um, if... Just floating this out there before we even start diving into some other topics, I think it'll be good to discuss stuff, especially just in a, in a less formal way than we normally do. Normally, things are pretty structured, but I do wonder if we want to consider the possibility that we'll kick some of the, the more official stuff over to February, mm-hmm. um, the February meeting. Uh, we we can, or I, I wonder, wonder what you think, whether we should go ahead and start trying to. I mean, the only other option would be to to plan for like a a special meeting or something.
0: Yeah. Um, I was thinking a lot about this too, because we have some documents that I would like to have approved by the commission before they go out. And that's mostly to do with uh, Phoenix call for artists, um, like call for applicants. um, And that they were going to look through the materials and then come back at the thing and- formally we could formally approve but since we don't have a quorum um that that can't happen necessarily i i mean since we started this so much earlier i mean like three months earlier than normal uh i don't see there being like a crazy push um to get this done in the next month um that's my feelings but this is also my first time so
1: this is true it gives us more more breathing room so if if we need to if we need to do election stuff and and any other um, specific uh, things that require a quorum, I think doing them in February would, be, would probably be fine. I
0: think elections again, my first time uh, elections. I think are definitely definitely important. But the January meeting, uh, to my understanding, has been a time to spend some time with people who are coming off of the board. And other than Denise, I don't think any of us are. Yeah. Any of you guys are coming off. Um, Jill was uh, appointed by the mayor to continue, so that's like the only major change, and that's not even a major change because she was, you know, hoping to, to continue to serve. And so nobody's coming off. So I think this meeting um, it doesn't need to serve that purpose in the same way. And I'll definitely chat with Porter about you know doing elections on on a regular meeting night, um, just making sure everything is good to go. <laughs>
1: And with some of the stuff as far as like making everybody on the commission aware that um that we we are going to need to select a new TGT advisory board mm-hmm. liaison, I think that's something we could maybe have a hefty follow-up email following this meeting and yes. that it contains some of that some of that information for folks. so.
3: One thing, Definitely. This is Dina Amont. Um, so we have um, our meeting next month. I I believe is pretty early, right? It, yes, yeah. it's early mm-hmm. in the month, so it's not like we have a really la- long, long lag time to wait. So you know, so the timing seems to be. It's awesome.
1: true. We, we really only have like two weeks until the yeah, or, until next like week, really which is same.
3: yeah, March the yeah.
0: the um, February and March ones are both the eighth because
3: we have okay. an early start. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to find the date, but I remembered it was really early. So, and then if I, um, I guess I could look here, but um, somewhere on here, but we still have, so with Denise coming off, don't we still have, then we have two openings then, two different positions then? Right. Okay.
4: So, a a question, Danielson. Mm You said Jill was named to come
1: off, but you invited her back. Oh, Jill! Jill came onto the board to cover, finish out somebody's term, and then we were waiting to see whether or not she would be re- reappointed okay. to the board, which which she has been.
3: Yeah. Okay. Good, so, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. and then Denise was having some concerns, and but she proceeded. she she is she is back, back uh, for all intents and purposes. She is she is resigning from the commission. Um, I think there is. Possibility that down the road, you know, I, to, I told her, you know, she she actually, you know, is interested in participating and would potentially like to again someday, but there's not, you know, any sort of specific you time. If you can her. excuse her, I believe it's four or five months. Give her
4: four or five meetings. excuse absence. If you think that she yeah. might recur so then we're not going back. Uh, mayor appoints somebody That's for the place, and then she's waiting years again.
1: To come the, back. the language that Denise used made it seem pretty, like pretty much like she wanted to. Okay. just like call it but i will i will i'll float that to her and let her know that we can we, excuse her for a while yeah because um i have to look at the bylaws again but
4: yeah that that is in there so you could say hey you know just take four months off five months mm-hmm. off. and get you still hopefully healthy again
1: mm-hmm. and i think um there's a section on here new commissioner brainstorm yeah by that you mean commissioners for this, for this for
0: the, oh yeah yeah for this yeah i didn't know if you guys were like oh i know this person that would be really great on this and i know we have to go through the process of the mayor appointing Mm -hmm. um but we can make recommendations yeah um to the mayor
1: so um do we want to since we're already talking about kind of commissioners and seats on the commission do we want to just go ahead and talk about that a little bit i mean just i don't know if anybody it feels a little bit weird for me to be like Calling out specific people in the community who I think are great and who would be a great addition to the commission, uh, if without having like already talked to them. But I definitely do have. There are definitely some people in the community who I know of, and like I've maybe reached out to them before, um, and and they either didn't respond or gave sort of a a you know mixed answer. But I don't know if you if you, if you two have people you know friends or or people in the community that you're fans of.
3: I did, but um, I don't think any of them panned out. I'm going to check my notes from a few months ago when we had an opening before, Um, but I don't think any of them panned out. Um, Although with the information about Denise now, I wonder if maybe... um, Does anyone know if Liz Kowalchuk has ever been on the Arts Commission before? I don't know off the top of my head. I can definitely find that out. Yeah. Yeah. So just off the top of my head, since you said that Denise was leaving, that just made me think of uh, another professor at KU in our education who um, who just retired like a couple minutes ago. So um, so like literally like in December. So um, she might be a possibility. Definitely. And I have not ever reached out to her. So.
1: That is a good idea. I, I also am kind of curious. i might i might do this myself or or we could do it as a group and discuss it i feel like it would be interesting in general to kind of have i mean there's some committees and boards who have a very specific Mm -hmm. list of organizations who they have appointees from Mm -hmm. uh and we don't have that you know there's there's not there's no seats on on this this body that have to be filled by anybody in specific um and i don't know if we should move to to having that. I don't think that that's necessarily an idea I, I, I like, but I do think it's worth kind of looking at the community um, and looking at who some of the bigger players are, especially okay. w- with these issues. And so, like having, um, yeah, like a uh, as you said, like art education
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, person from Ku that does make sense. And obviously. You know, Mary will come back from intermission. Actually, we have someone from Theater Lawrence and Marlowe's the Arts Center. So those seem like kind of obvious mm-hmm. um, uh, pools to pull from. And I, I, I feel like it could be a good idea to sort of come up with a, a general like not not a required list, but a wish list. And so if at any point Marlowe left, you know, this you know was not on um, the Cultural Arts Commission, we would then say we should probably have some somebody else from the art center to kind of fill that role. Not that those institutions necessarily like, you know, deserve to have a seat at all times, but it they are a big enough player in the community that I think mm-hmm. I think we could have a little wish list. Um, and that might help us in that brainstorming process or a little bit
3: maybe even broaden that idea to be like someone from an arts or maybe two members from mm. arts organizations in town it could be the art center it could be Theodore lawrence it could be van gogh it could right. be anyone you know that we should have some representation from some, uh some you know uh, uh non-profit or it's art arts organization in town and then maybe one from higher education so um one from like maybe public schools or something sure yeah i I kind of switched in the middle of banya here but Mm -hmm. um and i had on like the list when i was reaching out and i don't remember i don't have a date on this piece of paper but you know maybe someone from um it was from the last retreat actually um from uh art related businesses Mm -hmm. do we have someone from do we have any representation there i don't i don't think don't think we do yeah i don't believe so 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 you know i was thinking you know the folks at wonder fair or something like that um but i think i i did reach out to all of those people at the Mm. time and um you know, I can try again though.
1: Even even the folks in Wonderfair he reached out and they Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they love doing stuff like this. Um that's uh yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially and not to, at some point during this meeting, I might talk about the committee committee that I'm on yes. a little bit. I've already brought it up at least once. But one of the things we did in our first meeting of the committee committee, which happened, uh, I think it was this past week, yeah. was kind of go through all of the different boards and commissions and say which of the the city's strategic outcome areas we felt like they aligned with. And for me, I, I feel like talking about the Cultural Arts Commission, I like the unmistakable identity component of it is like re- pretty obvious. It's mm-hmm. like kind of a given. But um in in talking and being on this this body and especially in having conversations with like marlo who is really interested in seeing mm-hmm. some increase in, in how much revenue is brought to the community through arts projects. Um like I really think that now and especially going forward, I think that the prosperity and economic security component of the the strategic plan is what what we're gonna start to like Feel like is more and more our like secondary outcome area, and so I think having that arts someone from a, a, a business like Wonderfair mm-hmm. or um, you know somebody who is really seeing how the arts is positively impacting um, the, the the economy in Lawrence makes a lot of sense. Not yeah. just being being all nonprofit right. folks.
3: Yeah, there could be some other businesses too. Mm-hmm. So is so would it be appropriate then? to sort of reach out again to some people. I was just thinking that too. like I'm not sure um, if we can do recruitment
0: necessarily. Um, so I will double check and make sure that I know clearly what what we're allowed to do. Um, I know we can make recommendations, um, but that's that's all I know, like in my working memory right now. Let
1: you say we do you mean we as a body or are speaking on part of the the city?, uh,
0: uh, you as a body, I think, you have more freedom uh, in this regard. But again, I I don't want to speak before I actually really dive into it. Um, but yeah, so you'll get an email with lots of answers. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, so mm, I don't know if you would consider it recruitment, yeah. but the person who suggested that I apply uh, was someone who was on the committee mm-hmm. before So I mean, yeah. I think
4: that's it's fairly hostile. Hostile. Think Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. So maybe I misunderstood yeah. what you were saying. So we it
4: would be. Hey, we really want to see somebody. Yeah. Potentially, I think what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Go down the wonder fair. Do you have a representative you really want a member from this business on the board? Mm-hmm. That might also be. Is yes, that fair and equitable too? If I look at it from a legal standpoint. Mm-hmm. But if you have recommendations of friends that you know in the arts community, go. You You'd be really good on the board. Mm-hmm. That happens yeah, all the time. Uh,
3: okay. That's yeah. what yeah. Okay. So like informal. i I'm just, I mean that should be fine. Yeah. Right? Just to informally reach out to people. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's
1: that's fairly common. Yeah. I think it's incredibly common. Yeah. Okay. I, um, yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. I mean you, that wouldn't need we wouldn't need permission to do that, would yeah. we? Or no. Okay.
4: Um, uh you had mentioned you want to know if uh, Liz. I can't remember her last name, but I went oh. back just a second uh. ago. There was no Liz on any of our boards since 2013 oh, in the past. Not okay. to say that so even a, been a been past long. board member can't come back too. Yeah. Okay.
0: So. Okay. Yeah, good to know. And I think, you know, if it would be helpful to have uh sort of an elevator speech or 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 you know a a, a something to be able to hand someone um that's not necessarily about come and, and be part of our board, but like what is the Cultural Arts Commission? What do we do? just kind of an info mm-hmm. sheet. That's something that I can put together um, that might be helpful I think for sitting members of the, the commission, but also
1: potentially for using for that. I think that seems great. And I think that, you know, speaking again of the committee committee, I feel like one of the things that's going to come out of that is some standard practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and like knowing that now the city has 47-ish committees and boards, some of which aren't technically some of them which are you know, joint city county and some of which are task forces and other stuff. But knowing that there's that many of those different bodies and that each of them is comprised of probably around maybe maybe on average, yeah, five to nine people. That's just a, a really large number of people that the city needs to volunteer on what is essentially, you know, probably a monthly or you know, for some of them, quarterly basis. Um, and and knowing that those people are volunteers. Uh, having done volunteer uh, recruitment and management in the past it's it it seems like more of a, an attempt to to get the word out that these like volunteer leadership opportunities exist right. and do some of that stuff makes a lot of sense so i, I wouldn't be surprised if i mean we can start doing it now and kind of you know blaze that trail but i wouldn't be surprised if after the committee committee has done meeting we have a pretty comprehensive basic plan that all of the boards and committees should have some of this outreach material because otherwise the the pool of people that you're recruiting from it's gonna, dries up pretty quick as far as folks who already have their, their finger on the pulse and are looking for these afternoon Sunday, Sunday at three o'clock meeting <laughs> opportunities, right. not necessarily everybody who's who's dying to sit around a table for hours on their weekend. Um, so, um, yep. I'll use parks and
4: recreation, for example, back to equity and diversity of, You have a focus of, and I'll go back some boards, more middle-aged to senior men. Now our composition is is pretty blended men to women, but are they focused on Herbie loves the Lawrence Loop, but are we missing a demographic of the parent Mm -hmm. with the kids and Mm -hmm. the seniors and doing we we need to be cautious there, plus just the diversity of the makeup that re- is representative of the community we live in. Um, and I know the commissioners have really been looking at the diversity of the community we live in and trying to get that more
1: diverse. Yeah. And for us, I mean, you know, I've had conversations with former chairs and, you know, former members and the you know, we are always pretty cognizant of that. And especially when it comes to demographics like age wise, um, you know, we've had a lot of really great younger members on this commission. and um you know, younger folks just really struggle to to make some of the meeting times work and the consistency mm-hmm. sometimes those folks have erratic work schedules mm-hmm. you know i'm 9 to 5 not everybody has has that mm-hmm. um so i think that i think as as we've lost people recently the the average age of of the board has skewed up and i think that's probably generally mm-hmm. common um to to lose the younger folks quicker um but it is definitely something to try and we can try and at least you know not necessarily succeed, but we can try and counteract. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can also be on our wish list. Mm-hmm. It can be a different category just because I do think that there's probably, and there's a lot of young folks who are very active in the arts, um, but not necessarily in as stable positions. And I think that's one of the unique challenges we have as, as a, a group is that, you know, we're com- commissioning and interacting with a lot of folks who, by nature, their jobs are very, and, and their their income levels and everything are very, volatile because there's a lot of jobs in the arts which are more commission-based or you know project-based and things like that um they might end up traveling more um so i think that that group who we're really trying to you know engage with uh a lot of them have more erratic lifestyles than than most people so
4: maybe families i know that yeah. young kids they just don't have the time to volunteer yeah so you get to the older demographic.
0: And Dina, I just wanted to say, like, thinking about like, it's definitely worth it to go back to people you've already asked, especially yeah,
3: with, okay, with
0: um, uh-huh. people that work at specific agencies and businesses and stuff because they have turnover in their staff, and yeah. you know, you never know there might be somebody there now
3: that's really into it. I mean, yeah. Well, I've worked with kids long enough to know that you have to repeat yourself a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so maybe yeah. I'll. Maybe I'll revisit some of the folks that I spoke to before, and sometimes you know you
0: have to hear it a bunch of times to really think about. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea.
1: I do think having a little a little introductory, yeah, thing would be great, and especially I think something that spells out specifically what somebody what is not not only what is required of somebody to mm-hmm. serve on the on the commission, but also like what isn't required. Because I feel like a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, especially younger people, feel like you know that serving on a, on a municipal board is something that you need some sort of credentials or some sort of mm-hmm. in, 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 uh, degree to to do. And the reality is, we could we could have a high schooler on this on this commission and actually
3: that's a terrific idea (laughs) you know i I, I don't think
1: most yeah yeah i don't don't think most high schoolers think of realize that they can they could do this they could sit here and give as much input as any of us and have that sort of
4: i did that in 82 i was on the parks and rec board with fred victor as a high school senior or junior (laughs) and so they had an honorary position to all the boards and commissions back there at least to the board's and so that I thought was fascinating, um, and I, I really think that's a, a neat idea to get that age, that demographic, engaged in um, community and uh, government. And go ahead, oh, we just lost Mary. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. So I think I think maybe that's something Daniel you can carry with your meeting committee, meeting
1: meetings. <laughs> yeah, trying okay.
2: to. Mary's going to jump in because I'm
1: back and forth. Sorry. (laughs) Go for it. Okay.
2: I'm going to dissent here a little bit. What a surprise. I think that with this commission, as long as we do not have trained arts people as our liaisons and on the the, um, parks and recreation as part of the staff of the parks and recreation, that it is extraordinarily important. That you have people on this commission who know something about arts, and you don't just bring Joe Blow off the street and put him on the commission.
1: Sure, yeah, I I, I do I do see where you're coming from. That the the level of expertise on the commission is 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 crucial, mm-hmm. um, and I definitely rely on other folks on the commission who know know more about specific stuff than, than I do. So.
3: Mary, I totally agree with you, um, but when the, I, I may be reacting to the student idea, mm-hmm. but um, but when that idea came up, I immediately thought of some super, super active art students who are involved in things like um, Hang 12 at the Art Center and the high school, um, you know, preparation program that they have there to to go to art school in the future who are real Like go getters, so I, I don't, I don't, um, I agree with what you're saying, Mary, but I do think that that perspective, a younger person's perspective, could be could be really valuable. But not just anyone, but somebody who is, uh, you know, in the arts at high school level, but who's going to pursue art and who has connections in the in the community by doing art at say the art center. And, um, you know, I think there's some there can be some really some value there. I think I think
2: there are some superb high school students. However, you are not having your high school students teach the classes there, are you?
3: For sure. Uh Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh So I think somewhere along the line, there has to be somebody who is cognizant of national trends, Mm -hmm. who knows what grant opportunities are available. Who knows what professional artists are available for public art? I mean, you, you can't expect everybody to know all those things. So, somewhere there has to be a well of expertise to draw on.
4: Agreed. Yeah, the honorary on the high school program when we did it, it was honorary and it increased. It was just somebody that visited the meeting. So, it's like having a person from the general public. Right, right, right. But,
1: well i think that uh from the, the reality is that it's going to be a while before we <laughs> before we we, we get any high schoolers i mean i, I don't know uh it, it's it is a it's just a nice thing to kind of open up um who who are making making the the service potential uh aware you know who just just trying to make sure that those people in the community are even aware that applying to a, a city level board is is possible mm-hmm. um is the first step there. And then who knows if they're if they're even gonna gonna apply. But um but I think right now a lot of those folks just don't think that it's even really a possibility in there. Um mm-hmm. which I, I think is a disservice for for all of the city boards. Um uh, even though I do agree that like expert level participation is is super important. So mm-hmm. um
4: to, to Mary's point, yeah, code enforcement boards, you really need to know the building code. So they just can't pick up somebody that off the street. So there's a, a level of expertise and I'm not sure what's in their charter for the PDS board that deals with that. So mm-hmm. had a few discussions with uh, Jeff Creek on that, but yeah, there are specialized boards and commissions that do require a level of um, you know, training and background.
0: Yeah, I think with our with our vacancies, this does leave this board in a unique and and kind of fun opportunity to do some brainstorming and say, you know, it, wouldn't it be great to have the input of this somebody from this organization or somebody from this um part at KU, you know, and like to have that to to have a a wish list, I think is is smart at this point. Um and yeah, to reach people that that don't know that this is an opportunity to reach people that, you know, have this expertise and would love to be influential in, in what happens here. I think there's there's more people um, with knowledge than we think. Um, so, yeah, we're as we're not doing elections now and we're not doing uh, we're not actually. Yeah, you know, uh, this is an opportunity for you guys to really think as you're moving forward in the next several months um, and keep this in the back of your mind. And as you have these moments where you're like, oh, that person is great. You know, we can develop something to, to reach
2: out to that person. Um, and I'll be supportive in the ways that I can. How many vacancies are there on the board right now on this one? Um,
0: as of Denise uh, stepping down, it's three.
3: Oh, it's three.
1: Okay, I thought, I thought. Is that is that true? I think I think it would be two with Jill's reappointment. is that Is that correct? I see.
0: We had Jordan and we also, oh, yeah, maybe it's just two and I'm I think, yeah, I think
1: somebody twice. Yeah, I think it's it is two. Okay, yeah. Sorry. No you're, no, you're fine. Yeah.
2: Wasn't it Jordan and James and somebody else who resigned? Uh
1: Jordan Jordan and James both um departed, not at the same time. I think James took off left first. And then I'm, I believe Jill. So that would be three then, wouldn't it? I think
0: it... I think it, I think, I think Mary's right. It is three. Jordan mm-hmm. stepped down the wall and James was off before I even started. Yeah. And so we had a vacancy with James at moving, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, and then Jordan stepped off this fall. And so now with Denise, it's three. I'm looking
3: at the list right here though. And
1: um because whose seat did Jill take?
3: So I maybe she took James. I think there's only two. So no, Jordan's one
2: there was an empty vacancy before Jill came on too. Hmm.
3: But I I'm the list of members is right on the website, right? Mm-hmm. So um and there are 10 people listed, but two of them are not on. It's Jordan, who's not on. Um, Jill, Dina, Mary, Daniel, Marlo, Rebecca, Marciana, Tim. And then Denise and Jordan would be the vacancies. So okay. I, I think that's eight yeah, people I'm not sure. who are still on. Jill, Dina, Mary, Daniel, Marlo, Rebecca, Marciana, Tim. Mm-hmm. That's eight. And then it's still listed with Jordan and Denise here. So I have yeah. those would be the two. Right. Yeah. And then I, do.
4: I showed um, yourself, Mary, and Daniel needing to be renewed mid year. And so
3: I'm um, Jan, um, January, I
4: think. Okay. I was just looking at the at 23. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, they just didn't put the bar out far enough than the 24.
1: And one of the things that I was curious about that I brought up at the committee committee meeting, which I um, it, it was just I I was oh. curious on average for all That's of the committees job. and boards the city has, I was I was curious what the average vacancy rate is, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know if anybody actually knows off the top of their head, but I I asked at that meeting, I think uh, someone with the city said there is is going to put together some of the statistics because I, I I do wonder. Um, and I mean, I only have experience with, with a couple boards and commissions, um, but I can retain, um, board members and filling seats is something that, that is, um, an ongoing issue. I'm curious if over time, maybe it's, it's changed. So I don't know if any, any, any of the, the staff have experience with that.
4: Yeah, I don't. I think we might be down one board member on works and rack um, so. I think we're still down one, but ours has stayed pretty full, but we also when we upgraded the charters, we did that for all all the boards now was through the legal office I want to say in eighteen or nineteen um and we went from the commission took our board from five to nine members, and I can't remember if they did did on others um, some of what you're working on is not is definitely the volunteer time but it's also the staff time yeah so I'm also in the middle of a, a board retreat with explorer lawrence and by the way their charter actually says there will be so many hotelers and they have a KU rep or two KU reps very different charter it but it's the amount of time that with city staff where you have city commission perks and recognizer board um, LCAC sometimes DLI boards explorer lawrence board sister cities board and so you're looking at there's only so much of me
1: <laughs> yeah
4: and then you throw in other things like winter emergency shelters and other things so um it's definitely touching staff quite a bit um definitely touching the public i think you're on t- you're on a rock hall tax board yeah. and this commission and in multiple things and and looking at your time two between that and some of it goes to what you just said is volunteerism in the community when you have people serving on multiple
1: boards or commissions which is also something i was curious about how many people who are serving on a city board or commission are on at least one other um i don't know out of the other membership of this board i don't know if anybody else is also serving elsewhere but i wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. given how, how engaged our group is i don't know if i don't know if either of you are serving on another
3: no, oh, not for
0: not for the city. I, I know Denise was because of TGT.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if anybody else was serving on um, two.
2: I'm on national. i national boards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um the special alcohol funding advisory board only meets once a quarter. So that was not not. That, uh, okay, not uh, no, 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 no taxing. Yeah. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> but uh well, I think. I think knowing the, the range of like what we can do as far as recruitment or getting the word out about, about um, available seats is like a good, always a good first step. And then yeah maybe coming up with our own, our own little wish lists. And I've definitely let people know in the past. Um, but I think it's, I think it's always um, worth keeping in mind. Cause I do think, I mean, being down two people, isn't catastrophic, but I do think that that's, um, just knowing how difficult how difficult it is for folks to find time in their life for this sort of commitment, I, I do I do worry that, like that's that's the, probably what I worry about more than more than most things. Maybe not more than anything, but um, I, I do think that if we get to a point where we have both um, membership dropping and then also attendance being hard to maintain. Just our ability to actually uh, pass stuff and get things done gets compromised. So mm-hmm.
3: uh can I can I make two uh two comments or suggestions here? I think um before I forget, I better jot it down. Um maybe it, I sound maybe there was something with my email that I didn't get it, but I think it might be helpful um maybe to have a little bit extra reminder or like mm-hmm. a reminder before because. Um, just to get it on people's radar and get it in front of people that would that would be helpful um, to get like as you were alluding to Daniel like get get our our attendance a little bit better at Mm -hmm. the meetings and then also just kind of jotting down some notes about representation so I just wrote down a few different categories of representation like arts related business like four- as nonprofits, higher education, maybe public schools, um, and then artists. I mean, I don't think we have any full time. I know some people are part time artists, but we don't have a full time artist on this board at all, which seems like um, a great opportunity for um, you know for us to to pursue that. And we don't have a uh, arts related business represented either mm-hmm. so i think those two areas would be somewhere we should um you know maybe try to focus some attention
1: and, and i totally think we, when we we're talking earlier about some of the school representation the idea of getting someone from a high school um mm-hmm. like not a high schooler but somebody who's working with with youth is 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 also something that's like baseline
4: mm-hmm. so That
1: that is um a great way to have a, like a window into that world, even not necessarily having an actual high schooler, but mm-hmm. being able to keep our activity kind of in that.
3: And yeah. I used to be that. I'm, I did uh, I, I change jobs recently, but I mean, I'm I've still kind of got my um, mm-hmm. connections there, but I think that would be another good option too. To
1: try and get a a, yeah. a, a current active yeah. high school arts teacher. Art teacher would be, be really great.
4: Mm hmm.
3: So
0: our our lovely uh, sculptor who's making the awards for the Phoenix Awards this year, Tony yeah. Brew, I, she's, she's really a wonderful person. I met her and, and just talked with her that, that next day. And she does it for the love of it. She's really, really good. She sends things. She said, you know, she sent pieces to all 50 states and she works another job. Mm-hmm. Um, but her kids, I'm pretty sure, are in college now. One's Um, in grad school and the others are already out of school, I think. And she seems really dialed in to what's going on here. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I have no idea if she'd be interested in this. I didn't ask at all, but, uh, she definitely seems like the right kind of
3: input. I think perhaps she's definitely, she would definitely be a good person to reach out to. (laughs) Yeah. And
0: she can speak to the sculpting element as well, uh, because we do have, you know, fine arts and um, sculpt, sculpture is a huge part
1: of what we do as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I could talk about great people in, who are in our community all day, but I do feel like we've done a good job of sort of opening up the, some ideas about who we think from the community we'd like to see on the board. Um, I, I, we didn't mention, we mentioned higher education. We mentioned some folks from KU. I think obviously, having someone from Haskell again would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I feel like has been has been lacking um, since we lost. Well, we we had joshua
2: yeah yeah
1: till a year yeah. ago yeah after after josh left i, yeah. I, I i've i've wanted to sort of re, re, rebuild that connection a little bit.
3: i think it's um, a great idea too
1: i i've been lucky enough to run to josh multiple times uh since he left um but uh i i do think so i think we've done some like Good brainstorming and I, I bet each of us will I'm gonna make my own personal wish list and I'm definitely gonna annoy some more, more people and I think I think we'll be able to get those two seats filled. But I do think on top of like the on top of the the pressing issue, a somewhat pressing issue of just trying to get these two specific seats filled, I think there's a lot of bigger questions about mm-hmm. how seats are filled in general and how, how the information is is put onto the community, which I think we can we can continue to think about and, and work on. Just curious, Daniel, are you gonna talk to the mayor? Maybe uh, give her some of your thoughts on what the
4: commission's looking for. I, I'm sure she's she's very proactive, so I have a feeling she's already thinking about some of this. But sure, yeah, your feedback would be phenomenal.
1: Yeah, and we've definitely talked about doing some direct engagement with commissioners, and yeah, I might I might reach out to to, to Mayor Larson and and see if see if I'm sure that a lot of what what we're we're bringing up is, is stuff that's already already on her mind. But I'll but I'd be happy to to chat with her about it. And, um just just to make it uh more concrete um we did you brought up sculpture a little bit i I thought maybe we could pivot um and talk a little bit uh again we can't necessarily approve anything but i did think it'd be nice to touch on the outdoor sculpture exhibitions exhibition stuff um because i know i've i've personally reviewed um, the submissions there, and I was I was very happy to see that we ended up with quite a few submissions. Mm-hmm. I know last time around, I think in total we only had I want to say three or five mm-hmm. submissions. Mm-hmm. What do you do you know what it was off the top of your head? I think. Uh,
0: Look through my notes from December. We had seven.
1: Seven for for the last time around. Yeah. Um. So this time we have fourteen. Yeah. So oh, so let's that's great. I know increase. Yep. Um. And it is not going to be easy. they're really good (laughs) among them Mm -hmm. um that process will will happen uh i think i think it's reasonable for the outdoor sculpture exhibition subcommittee to try and get together between now and maybe the february 8th meeting it's kind of um with denise stepping away that that group is now uh myself and, and so it's three of us, and we just need to look over those 14 applications. We're just gonna, it's gonna be, it's, I don't know, cause, cause you sent them over to me, but you sent them to have subcommittee members, have you? No. <laughs> so heads up, there's, they're all great, and it's gonna be very difficult <laughs> to, uh, wasn't she? Group two, was uh, Jill
3: group
1: I, don't, I don't have her listed. Uh, I, I have, have her one. on the grant, I have her on the other two. Yeah. Um, I don't see Aaron Puligard.
3: Oh, yes, I'm not wrong. Were we having a meeting? I got a thing about yeah. I put spots in, but
1: yeah, I sent. Yeah. I sent. I sent you. I sent a a a meeting, a, trying to a, a, an invitation or trying to figure out when we could meet. Yeah. Um. To you and Tim and Denise and Tim was not available at any of the times and that's when Denise told me that she talked to me about some of the health issues she was having. So, so it never
3: happened. I didn't. No, it, it it.
1: Did, no, you didn't miss it. No, and
3: it, and it, you were the. If it would have been set, if it would have been picked from those times, I would have got a note.
1: I, I would have let you know that, okay. yeah, it was specifically scheduled. So we do still need to schedule that. And maybe in the next two and a half weeks before the February 8th meeting, you, Tim, and I can meet over Zoom or whatever and, and discuss, do sort of a, a scoring rubric for the applicants. Um,
0: Which I'm sure I have and I can
1: the the scoring rubric. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: have it for Phoenix and um, community arts grants. I'm
1: sure I, I have the first step will simply be sending you 14 of the, the applications. Yeah. You can look through, they all have written sections as well as, as uh, pictures. Okay. So
0: I just downloaded like what the form sends me. Did that work for you? It did. Yeah. Okay. Cause they have all the links and I saved everything to my file. And so I was like, this is going to be huge email. With 14 of them, but it's it sent through
1: five. Yeah, it, it worked out. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's what I'll just do.
1: So that'll be uh, an, uh, like not necessarily immediately after this meeting, but the next the next step for that will be you'll receive an email with all of those applicants. Great. But it, it is nice that we, we got four applicants because that's the,
0: great. Yeah, you have some some work cut out for you there. They're really, yeah. really
1: cool. I those careful what you wish for things because last time around we were like a little bit surprised at how how little interest we got and but and so obviously we're excited but yeah it means we, we might actually have to see some people um but they're all, they're all great so yeah we'll, we'll do that and hopefully we'll be able to meet and um those meetings don't necessarily have to be super long so hopefully we can get uh a, one of those subcommittee meetings in before the february 8th meeting would be nice mm-hmm. Because if the subcommittee has a recommendation on on how to proceed with that, and we come to the February eighth meeting and give that recommendation, folks will have an opportunity to ask questions or whatever. But um, from there, we can probably just move forward. So,
0: yeah, and I'm I'm looking for my timeline here, but I'm pretty sure that lines up with how we. Yeah, it's. January through March is is that kind of stuff. So yeah, we're good.
1: Yeah, we're still we're we're still still on track. Um. So the only other things I don't know if I, I, either of you or or Mary online has any questions about the the outdoor sculpture exhibition process and how that's going. Um. I mean that's really just the the next step. Will be reading through all of those. Um. And then, uh, as far as the other subcommittees, I mean, we could touch on those, but I think that, um, the Phoenix award committee has, has already met. Um, I think the, the grant subcommittee is not, is not one that we've, we've talked about recently. Yeah,
0: I think, I think in December, uh, Marlo, uh, spoke about just, you know, be on the lookout for grants and opportunities and stuff, um. Definitely keeping the the grants uh, as the another forefront um, of that subcommittee as well, but I don't think you guys have met.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so does anybody have any other questions about subcommittees? We don't don't have to linger on it too long. I do think the goal of having. I think in
2: terms of of uh, Phoenix Awards, we still need to clarify some dates for that, Yes. And particularly with regard to the um, award. ceremony itself, we need to set a date because mm-hmm. I'm trying to finalize calendars here at the theater before I retire and uh, dates are filling up. So um, I, I would like us to look at the possibility maybe of doing the awards ceremony. If, if you still want to do it, um, the, the best date to do it here would be on Sunday, October the 15th. Okay. So I'm just throwing that out and, and we'll I'll talk to the committee and we'll, but we'd have to back up the other dates in accordance with that.
0: Yeah, I think that that time frame works well um, and we can touch base uh, in on our February meeting on the 8th. Um, to see if that that works for everyone. Okay. Um, I do want to have out these nomination instructions um, that would include the deadline for submission for nominations. Um, mm. And if you guys are okay with waiting until the February meeting to like lock those down and then approve that, that's fine with me. Because um, I think... You, Mary, are the only person from the Phoenix committee. Yeah, oh, Dina, too. Yeah, I think
2: mm-hmm. we we want we want to have the deadline early enough that we can adapt the awards if we need to or want to. Some years they put people's names or the name of the award on the on the award. Mm-hmm. So we we don't want to wait till the last minute. Right. So I think we had
0: talked about potentially the summer
2: sometime, but that's yeah, just. I am I, so. I okay. think we were talking about June. Yeah. So yeah, I think if it's okay with you, if we can just clarify that in February, that'd be great.
0: Perfect.
1: Yeah.
2: Perfect. That's fine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yep.
1: So, so our loose agenda. I've I've gone gone bounced around a little bit. We um, do have a couple of things that are listed on here, and I was curious if. Staff at any specific things um, that they want to discuss with any of these without having a, a larger group and a quorum um, kind of limits what we can do. But I did want to point out there's the the reviewing priority priorities the 2022 2023. That's sort of a brainstorming activity. Um, we we that uh, with maybe sticky notes and markers. I, I don't know if we need to do that in full, but I do think that it is something we could just talk about briefly as far as. Um, yeah. Just brainstorming a little bit what we feel like the priorities are. I you also wonder on here, there's reviewing the mission and vision and talking about the city's strategic plan. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder if we could maybe lump that all together, our priorities and what we see as, you know, being our, our goals for the year. I think that can overlap somewhat with the, you know, mission vision and the strategic plan. Cause I think in a lot of ways the the goals we have and the goals the city have are going to be kind of be the same. So I am curious if there's anything. Really, I guess for me, what, what I'm curious to hear um, out of the, the, the folks that are here, is there any way in which the Cultural Arts Commission is currently functioning, the way we go about business or the, 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 the goals we have that you feel like could be recalibrated or anything that you think would, um, any changes you think we could make that would make either our processes easier or um, the, the goals we have uh, more meaningful to you? And it's okay if there's not, or if or if, if, you, if you don't have a, a a a short, brilliant answer to that long, complicated question.
4: If you want to walk through the strategic plan, I can. add yeah, Absolutely. As, as you go through that, um, pull up the. Yeah, I think at the yeah, top. Gonna go okay. Oh, okay. You click on the book. I can give a mm-hmm. a quick um, review of what it is and the, key performance um, progress indicators so basically um, it started in 2019 um, the city strategic plan how it was developed it was a guide to uh, the city on how we what we'll do for the next three to five years uh, and how we're going to meet the needs of the community uh, one of the main takeaways is that the, it's a community plan this plan began in 19th direction of the city commissioned to staff to create a strategic plan that reflects the community's perception of the city today, as well as the hopes for the future. In the simplest of terms, the plan can be summed up as why we do what we do, what it will take for us to achieve the future we have described, and how we accomplish our work with commitment. Community engagement uh, had has been a core component of the strategic plan process and all more than 3,000 community members contributed the valuable personal time to collaborate in the process and make sure we heard from all of them. The first series of engagement opportunities consisted of a community meeting, facilitated discussions with community groups, table events at local businesses and events, facilitated discussions with government stakeholders and employee groups and online feedback forum. The second series of engagements began during the COVID-19 pandemic, included a series of check-in meetings via Zoom, as well as other online feedback forums. The priorities and findings by the second series of engagements included, affordable housing and homelessness are interrelated, Lawrence economy needs to be strengthened, racial equity should be addressed, the action items that were identified that they believe the city should address, expand multimodal transit, promote economic development strategies to strengthen the Lawrence economy, provide services to prevent homelessness and support those that are currently experiencing homelessness and address the city's funding shortfalls. The plan consisted of five outcomes and six commitments. The outcomes represent what our city is in the business of doing and the commitments are how we do our work. Commitments are essential to ensure we are following through on the strategic plan in the right way with excellence. Both outcomes and commitments have strategies, progress measures, and activities to help guide us in making Lawrence a better place through the strategic plan. The five outcome areas, uh, you can see them up there. A Identity. Lawrence is a welcoming community synonymous with arts, diverse culture, fun, and a quintessential downtown, city parks and community events contribute to the vibrancy experienced by all people in Lawrence. Strong, welcoming neighborhoods. All people in Lawrence live in a safe, functional, and aesthetically unique neighborhoods that provide opportunities to lead healthy lifestyles with access to safe and affordable housing and essential services that help them thrive. Safe and secure community, which is um, represented by the fire department and uh, police department, Lawrence is a community where all people feel safe and secure and have access to trusted public and community-based resources. Prosperity and economic security, Uh, Brett Como, the city, is the champion for this one. The City of Lawrence fosters an environment that provides all people and business opportunities for economic security and intentionally acknowledges, removes, and prevents barriers created by systemic and institutional injustice. Our community secedes because of collective prosperity and a vibrant, sustainable local economy. <clears throat> Connected City, this is the uh, Municipal Services Organization. Um, uh, Melissa Sieben is a champion. The city of Lawrence has well-maintained and functional and efficient infrastructure facilities and other assets. Connectivity supports accessible, sustainable methods for safely moving people and information throughout the community and the region. Investments in these assets reflect the city's commitment to contribute to the well-being of all people. Now for the commitment areas. Community engagement quarters uh, the champion for this one. Listen, share, and engage with our community to drive action and build trust in city government. Effective and efficient processes. This is our IT director. Uh, intentional and consistent delivery of city services. Equity and Inclusion, Dr. Faris Muhammad. Uh, Fair and impartial delivery of services so that no group is disadvantaged or burdened along with having inclusive representation and participation by all. Sound fiscal stewardship, uh, Jeremy Wilmoth, the finance director. Efficient use and sustainable management of resources that align with community priorities. Engaged and powered teams are uh, human resources directors champion. Megan Dodge, people throughout the organization are trusted, supported, and cared for as we build the community. Uh, last but not least, environmental sustainability. Uh, deep respect for a place and relationship with the planet and environment, and that's uh, Kathy Richardson. And then at the very beginning, like we talked about, the journey, we start with mission, vision, and goals with the strategic plan fulfilled. So if you go down, we'll just walk through uh, Unmistakable Identity and take a look. Um, at the metrics page, if you can get there. If you're in the book. I
0: measuring right here?
4: No, the Here's one the... that's got the key per- performance indicators. Um, so for a mistakeful identity, we have 14.
0: Yeah, these are. In
4: here. Yeah, right here. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to show the ones where we track our scorecard. Oh, uh, sure. You might go back and. No, well, go down see if it's below that, but I don't think you're on the right page.
0: Outcome one, two, safe, secure, connected city.
4: No, it's, it's when one we review when we do our outcome meetings. And go down from there, that might be it. Mm. That's the planning process.
0: What I had up was the overview.
4: Uh, I was saying, pulled up on my phone. Ah, uh, I think you're there. Uh-huh. Perfect. Okay. okay yeah. So, um, let's talk about the first one: unmistakable mistake of identity. A key performance indicator one: percent of residents who are satisfied, very satisfied with the parks and recreation system. Um, our metric was eighty-four percent back in twenty twenty. That's where we were as a community based on the ETC survey. It's a uh, Citywide survey and it's statistically relevant or, or sound. It goes out to eight hundred people. In twenty twenty two, we did an oversampling to make sure that we were sampling the uh, a diverse community and and got more of the minority groups into that one. <clears throat> and in twenty twenty two, it was eighty one percent national average. I believe is in the fifties. Uh, the Kansas City. Uh, Metro areas are in the 70s, so we excel in that metric. Two percent of residents are satisfied, very satisfied with the amount of arts, diverse culture and events. Our target was 60 percent and we came in at 77. This is the first year we used that. And so we have a subgroup Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. of a mistakeable identity that's been looking at that with included Porter first or the equity and inclusion. And uh, Steve Novak was on the committee. And I can't remember, Mary, were you on this one or not?
0: She's had to step away. Uh,
4: She might have been on this too, on the sub task force. So the question is, and I think what what the sub task force said was, we're going to let this metric ride. We'll do another survey to see how that is before we go, okay, the target was too high, too low. Should the target be higher? How are we doing what we're doing? Do we need to put more resources there? We'll scroll down. um this one's interesting um steven's been helping me and i'm sure he's pulling up his hair out like mine is on mm-hmm. how do you count a visitor to a number of people have visited a city park trail rec facility rec program theater lawrence watkins museum lawrence arts center Explore lawrence tourism center or and or the lawrence public library so everybody has metrics um large center does a great job of of counting theater lawrence does uh watkins parks and rec we do use key fobs but you know we always have this overlap of for example somebody comes and uses our program but they like the key fob in don't need to so are we double counting but as long as we're consistently counting the same way um we would expect this metric to go up coming out of covid which i think it is but what is the target UI-4 is one that uh, the sub-task force is still working on. Percent of residents who have attended an event in the past year. So um, explore Lawrence uses Datify, um, but I think there's been some change in their service agreement, so it's not as good of a tracking mechanism. It used to be able to say, hey, we got this event coming to the Lawrence football game. We know we packed the stadium, but Datify says only fourteen thousand people attended, and she's going, "Well, that's not right," because we know it was a full stadium. <laughs> so they're looking at different ways of doing that. The same with the park: how do you, how do you count the number of people that attended Buskerfest, or uh, went to South Park, or the band concerts in the evening? Uh, the etc. survey does have some questions over that. The uh, one of the key components is the residents who attended, which is different than if you see all these cars driving in from Kansas City to come the uh, event downtown, you know, whether it be a Belgian Waffle Race or something. Um, go down below each one of these, you'll see strategy. Stephen, did you have anything or... No. Okay. No, means... um, UI 5% of Black, Indigenous, and people of color BIPOC residents rating the community as welcoming Um that's an ETC question that they're still working on. And 6% of residents who believe their culture is celebrated in the community through uh, festivals, parades, events, et cetera. Um, so in the strategies, um, we talk about how we collaborate and uh, engage with initiatives and ensure everybody feels like they're in a community where they feel welcome and it's meeting this. Are we providing access? accessible, diverse, and inclusive um, Parks and Rec programs amenities for all ages is, is a great example, and are we serving the underserved communities so. Um, uh, percent of scholarships that meet is met for recreation programs. Um, that's based on. In Parks and Rec, we have the we Folk scholarship for programs, um, the Lawrence Art Center has theirs, I will which I think he's trying to collect that data. And uh, last year when I worked with Margaret and we looked at the data, I was I learned a lot more about your program and very satisfied with what you do and how you do it. Um, but that rolls in here since the city funds $30,000 to the LAC uh, scholarship program. And then this year in scholarships, we also added an all folks scholarship program for all age or 18 and older. Um, so that. It's not just, oh, somebody turned 18, now they can no longer eligible for a scholarship. And I think the Art Center has been very, it's all ages too. And then, Or do you miss. recall? I think it is. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, UI8 an interesting one. Bigger cities, other cities, uh, net city cost per visitor to attend an event. A lot of cities, they would actually... They build, they create, they host an event. So there's a lot of city dollars that go into it. Our community uses a lot of um, um, grassroots event organizers is a good way of putting it. Um, but is there still a city cost? There's police, there's fire, there's things we co-sponsor, city co-sponsor, St. Patty's Day Parade, the Veterans, Veterans Parade, the Santa Rescue, uh, Juneteenth, Um Lately, we've been doing the uh, um, the fireworks celebrations in July, so there, there's things we're still doing, and there's I think in the future, this metric, uh, we will get some more data on. Um, but the system, I, I like the way this works, you know, so we host Buster Fisk in and Lawrence and. There's a indirect cost to the city, obviously, to support that, but, you know, that the organizers take the risk and that was part of the goal of the transient guest tax was to award a higher rate the first year and then hopefully over time that rate goes down because they're so successful and they want to have their events in Lawrence Um, the cost recovery is unique or cost recovery is based on a cost recovery philosophy of subsidy to the community So uh, we say, it's a community value that every child should know how to swim. Um, That's something that the community subsidizes 75% of a swim lesson. You start to get to a higher level of individual um, competitiveness. You're a competitive sports team. You're going to, or a golfer, which is more individualized, then you're going to have less subsidy. And in some cases, you may be paying 100% or more. Sound fiscal stewardship. 10 percent okay downtown uh, retail sales in downtown lawrence so as an outcome area we want all of the city of lawrence to survive as a tax base and we don't want to just say hey you know 41 percent of our tax base comes from the uh, south end of iowa street which i roughly i haven't seen the new numbers but it's true it's the box stores people come to downtown lawrence for the uniqueness and our cool downtown so we want to see the tax rate or the tax dollars coming in higher there but i also want to see it coming in at six and walker and and 15th Wakarusa and walker um, and all of our other um, major areas around lawrence so pds i'm not sure when we're gonna get the new information on that but i look forward to seeing that
1: and is that 10% that goal for the retail sales downtown? Is that 10% increase correlating? Is that, is that what it is? Or what is what is that 10%? That, that is our target. Uh-huh. That's where we'd like to be.
4: It's been higher. It's been about 9.4. And actually, or it's been in the nines. I want to say uh, 6th Street and Wakarusa Um I think they're about 12 and a half We've got these little centers around, around Lawrence and it's how do we get more events out there? So you, we got Johnny's West and uh, Salty Iguana and Six Mile Chop um, House and uh, Spin Pizza. It would be cool. And they do some of uh, their own events, but you know, we've got a lot of parking lots out there in space. Can we do events out there? And it's not just all the events have to be downtown Lawrence. How do we spread that around? to that point too. And I like Northwest Arkansas, why can't we have more arts on our trails, you know, like crystal bridges and, and things like that. So long-term goal, and that's uh, where we'd like to go. Employee engagement, uh, this last survey was a little different. So this was the metric from 2020 and the metric from 2022, the data just didn't line up, That's internal to the city acres of green space. Uh, I think the average is about 0. 0.02. Lawrence, we're at zero four, so we went up just a little bit. The 0. 0.045 is a goal. Um, we leased the core property, three, 3,000 acres, I believe, or something like that, um, by Clinton Lake below the dam for the golf course, the sports complex, the Squatennial Point, um, all that space. So that adds to our acreage. And then Actually going even outside of Douglas County, um, we go in the Leavenworth County with the um, um, Corps of Engineers um, ground along the river corridor. So we have a very high rate. Um, working with the county, we want to expand our o- open spaces. My goal is to go out two miles around Lawrence, So maybe 20 to 30 years before we go two miles south of the city limit south of Lawrence. But at some point, we'll... We'll jump to Wakarusa, and you know, we're going to need open space out there. A yep. uh, number of events that celebrate and enhance uh, environmental sustainability. Um, I think we were way low on that. We're still reviewing the numbers. Uh, Stephen um, has uh, brought some good points, and so we're still working on it. You know, it does uh, Prairie Park Nature Center environmental education? What counts as that? Is it aimed for this? We do uh, Earth Day events. We do work with uh, Friends of the Call and River Cleanup on Earth Day. Um, The St. Pays Day Parade, we gave out tree saplings, 500 trees, within the first few blocks of the parade. It's like, wow. (laughs) So what do we measure here? Um, And the next one is more related to that, but a number of trees that are cut down, replanted and maintained so a healthy tree canopy there's a reason lawrence looks so much greener than when you go to Kansas City metro area you go to lanaxa um we intentionally have right away trees intentionally have green medians and trees uh all that infrastructure um is value and it adds to um our identity and unmistakable identity of, of lawrence when people think of us um so our forestry department has really been intentionally working on improving this, too. So we we were ahead of, I don't know if you ever followed the Dutch elm disease, and that's been a big thing. And uh, we've mitigated that over the years by by being proactive in cutting down some of those trees early, but spread over time. So it's not all these trees died at once. and Everybody goes, what happened? Anyway, let's go down. To uh, prosperity and economic security, which would be the next one. Keep going down. Elite. Oh, okay, go back up mm-hmm. and uh-huh. explore Lawrence. And it is another area that, that we hear also from the arts community as well. We're not just unmistakable identity, we, we also align with prosperity and economic development. So um, the transient guest tax with the um, Community Visitors Bureau. Um, which is Explore Lawrence for us. Well, we got this component, but we also have this component of trying to get overnight uh, stays in Lawrence. So let's look through some of their data. Um, So when we fund as a city, these organizations, we also look at how our funding helping meet the strategic plan in these outcome areas. And so, um at downtown lawrence inc says hey we're we're doing this or watkins museum we can do more of this and this is going to help raise these indicators and that's something we want to do then yes can we move more transient guest tax dollars Yeah. so as a commission as you look at if you say we want to be more into this outcome area then start looking at the kpis and how are you helping move these kpis yeah i
1: think this ps3 one is definitely a big one uh, as far as i mean obviously there isn't data yet for it but the idea of em- employment growth for for like creative um some of those creative jobs i feel like is definitely is definitely something um where we could see some there's, there's a lot of a lot of jobs that are integrate with arts in, in some way Yeah. Yeah. So, so I feel like, yeah, for me, I feel like a lot of the, the economic stability ones, especially the ones just about like people, you know, percent of people who who enjoy working in Lawrence. I think that you know, enjoying living in Lawrence, working in Lawrence, doing anything in Lawrence is, is really impacted by oh by um the prevalence of the arts. So that so yeah. quality of life stuff is definitely definitely in there. Um and I do think that we, we could look at arts jobs as a a big opportunity. Um but unmistakable identity identity is definitely is definitely our bread and butter. I mean a lot of those progress progress indicators are, are very clearly aligned with the experiences and the outcomes that people have around the arts. So but but I am curious if, if if any anybody else has any any ideas or I mean I think looking over the progress indicators for me it it um there's a lot of like ideas that it generates especially looking at things around like some of the, some of the commitments with like environmental stability or sustainability, um, you know, those aren't things I necessarily think about all the time when I think about, you know, arts events and mm-hmm. uh, in the community, but there could easily be overlap there and it could be not something we need to focus on necessarily but something in the back of our head in our mind of, you know, if there is an opportunity to kind of create more overlap there, I think that would be that could be beneficial. Yeah, and, and it,
4: come up with strategies to move any of those. How can arts and culture move some of those? So in some of the means, what we do is I look at how can we collaborate and maybe single-day events, but if we can get two or three of those in a row. Would somebody say, well, let's just go to Lawrence for the weekend. We'll stay there. We'll go to Third Lawrence on Saturday. There's a Friday night event, and then there's um, a Sunday event. And so it's how do we get – people to travel here, which is to your point, too, it's the residents here that want to say, hey, my culture is celebrated in Lawrence, Kansas. Juneteenth is a great example of that, I think. Um, They've done parades two years and look forward to working with them again this year. Um, And one of the events that's pretty cool is think about the zombie walk. Where else? (laughs) Where else is there a zombie walk? (laughs) And for being organic, that starts. In South Park, and, and goes uh, Abe and Jake. So, um,
1: I personally have no idea what the the legacy or the, of that event is, like how specifically that started. But you are right that we have we are very very lucky to have a lot of grassroots stuff mm-hmm. that somebody just starts doing something and it it, it takes off and becomes established. Um, yeah. The just,
3: Mardi Gras parade,
1: yeah,
3: started organically. Like, yeah, there's lots of stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: So a lot of stuff to think about. Obviously this, this meeting was originally slated for two hours. Um, we're at about an hour and a half with a smaller group and a no quorum. And there's no reason we have to go all the way till five if mm-hmm. if, if folks want, want some of their weekend back. But I do think it's a good opportunity for anybody here to to voice any sort of like aspirations they have about th- new things that the, the board can, can tackle or new ways the board can can function. I think getting getting um, our, our membership back up to 10 and having and having some you know i think we've, we've been doing a lot of work trying to get things a little more structured to make sure all the subcommittees are firing on all cylinders um i will say that for me being a part of the the committee committee one of the things that we've talked about in, in our first meeting there was just the opportunity for all of the city's boards and, and commissions to have a little bit more cross-pollination so that each um each board is a little bit more aware of what some other boards are doing um, and with that overall board and committee review process, I think there's very likely going to be some some uh, some things that are going to change a little bit. Um, probably for all of the boards and committees, I'm sure some boards and committees will see more drastic changes than others. Um, but I think there is an op- always an opportunity for us to sort of um, s- see where the gaps are overall. Um, I think for us, our role in, in the strategic plan is a little more obvious than some of the others. Um, we we're in a a silo along with some other some other groups, but um, we're really the only folks who are focusing on on this on arts and cultures. I mean that it, it ties into you know everything with unmistakable identity, but. Um, we have a pretty good niche for, for ourselves. But I do think that we could potentially have more involvement. I know this, the sign code has come up many times at our meetings mm-hmm. as something that is rel- sometimes relevant to what we do. And I think and that, that came up at the committee committee meeting um, as something, an interesting overlap. So I think looking at all the boards and committees and how there, there is interesting overlap between them, I think it would be great to someday down the road you know maybe even in the not necessarily the short term but the middle term have a little bit more communication and understanding of what other boards are doing um just as far as when occasionally what they're doing does overlap with what we're doing and ways that we can collaborate and 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 have some of those have some of those um Overlaps, accentuated. I mean, there's the I know there's the, the sustainability board. And if they want to do, if they want to do an event, maybe you know that there is opportunity for partnership between organizations, but also these different different groups. So, you mentioned
4: the sign code. So that's something that uh, uh, Gardens of Rivers Martin. So uh, we did the kiosk up there and partnered with uh, Watkins on that and that group. But there's also along the uh Peterson road um bike path, there's multiple locations uh, underground railroad historic sites, and so they went to do kiosks around that and then you've got the Lens Zollner, which is I believe that there's a signboard and they've got that piece of that but the historic piece of, of that component is pretty cool and that one's it kind of gets falls off the side and where i can with uh, historic signs for neighborhoods at center park i've been taking that on and then trying to standardize the signage and then from the downtown lawrence uh, group and looking at when we did the visit to northwest arkansas our historic signs in downtown lawrence are just blah <laughs> my opinion um And you look at some communities that have really done some neat things with the signage. And I think that is the artistic piece of what can also set our community out and how we get that information out. Hey, if you go two blocks over, there's this other historic site. uh, LaGuardia at 8th and Delaware is a great example that um, not only getting from the loop out there to downtown or to the museum, but how do you get from downtown to go with you just go a few... A few blocks over, you'll be into the East Lawrence um, area of LBC and the art centers and, and some other things. So, talking to East Lawrence, I, I think they'd just stay linear, just focus on mass. <laughs> so, but there is a, a really cool development that we are 3D as a city and trying to get people to realize that Lawrence is not just mastery. street. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, and, and for me, I feel like public art can and history and also getting people to engage with multiple parts of the community, all three of those can be accomplished in like the same, same basic way or in in, in ways that re- reinforce one, one another. So um I don't have too much else to say. Either. Um, I there um I think that um I'm always open to ideas if folks have have ideas and want to shoot them to me um and let me know if there's anything about the way this is a, you know obviously a more unconventional meeting the way our normal meetings go if there's anything about the structure or whatever feel free to let me know um we uh we don't have um there's a section on our little agenda about planning uh for um sort of like brainstorming dates and times for, for uh for meetings I think
0: Yeah. I mean, if we don't like 730, I mean, it does feel like a a little bit of a later meeting for, for some of you. I mean, it is for me. Um, How
1: much wiggle room is there on that? As far as
0: on Wednesday, not so much. We have sustainability meets right before us. um, And I mean, any, any time or suggestion I'm going to have to go back and check to make sure that we, you know, can use the room. Um, But there's all, I mean, parks and rec has a conference room and that is set up to do this kind of thing too. So I mean, if this is something that the uh commission would like to change, uh, we certainly can.
1: So that's good good to be aware of. Mm-hmm. I, I'm personally I'm fine with Wednesdays mm-hmm. 7 30. Uh but it, it is good to know that we're not we're not uh beholden to that. Mm-hmm. We, we can change things around and maybe with discussions of trying to like bring in different people, uh, maybe that maybe that works really well for you know everyone who's on the the commission but is um prohibitive for for other folks who we we want to see represented so something something to keep in mind our next meeting i would suggest
3: though that if we do decide to make a change that we make the change well Mm -hmm. in advance because you you know like at least like maybe minimum of six months because Mm -hmm. like mary was saying earlier you know she's planning out to like october so to switch it with just like a couple of months notice is probably not going to work for a lot of people so Mm -hmm. i'll just speak for myself but Mm -hmm. but i think maybe six months or something at least till the end of the at least at a good um sort of breaking point like Maybe summer or mm-hmm. at the appointment of new commissioners, or I think a lot of us were appointed in January okay. or.
4: Mm-hmm. That whatever thing look like mid mid year. Okay.
3: Maybe most people were. No, I think January
2: is the is the transition could could I ask that we get a little more timely uh, reminders on the meetings. I I kind of think maybe that's why we didn't have better attendance this afternoon. Absolutely. Sure.
1: Yeah, I think that's good feedback. Um, The uh, the only other thing on here, I mean, as far as our next meeting, it it will be February 8th at -hmm. uh, the normal time, normal place. Um, I think and I think we'll try and get the Outdoor Sculpture exhibition crew together before then. so we do, as always, have a section on our agenda for sharing of events that you've attended or that you're going to attend. If anybody feels feels like it, uh, throw anything out. Um, I personally don't. Uh, so. I don't have anything? So, so the only other thing on the agenda is actually adjourning. Ordinarily, there'd be a vote to adjourn, but there's no voting today, <laughs> or there's there's not necessary. No, there's no rules today. <laughs> um, so. Um, with that, you know, I think that, you know, we didn't discuss all of the things that we were originally gonna to touch on, but it's nice to have some just more open fluid conversations about stuff. So um I with that, I'll just I think I'll just unless any, any staff have anything else wanna chime in, I'll just thank all of the staff, especially Kurt who's over there. I know, doing all the tech stuff and uh and then of course uh commissioners for volunteering your time on a kind of nice Sunday afternoon. Um, and feel free to email me if you have any questions or concerns. Um, put together your wish list for who you th- want to see represented on this board. Maybe we can get some, maybe we can get some leads on on new uh, members before February eighth. Um, and if not, or regardless, I guess I, I'll I'll see all then. Oh, so, thanks for joining us virtually, Mary. It's always nice uh, having your input. So I'll uh, we'll we'll see y'all in two and a half weeks. Yeah.
3: Thank
2: you. It feels less
1: official when there's no vote.
2: Right. Bye, Mary. Bye. Thank you all.